spot. Tons of cool stuff, yeah. Life's good. How, what have you been doing? Well, mate, uh, as you know, I recently turned the Big 50, Big Wi-Fi vote. Yes. And uh, had, had a great shindig that you should have come along to that you flicked me for. Oh, excuse me. Mate, you didn't actually invite me, to be fair. I know. To tell the truth, I screwed up big time there. I, I thought I sent out all the invitations and I did miss some people and I'm very sorry, brother. It's not a problem, but, you know, because we caught up for a lunch. And, we did. Um, you uh, sort of got into me. You said, why did you come to my party? I said, well, you never invited me. You thought you'd sent me an email. I did. In fact, you hadn't. Yeah. Thanks for that. Yeah, um, you're welcome. I felt terrible too. Yeah, nothing Nothing makes you feel, uh, you know, more... Unwanted. ...remembered than to be <laughs> forgotten. Um, <laughs> hey, okay, so what we're doing today is uh, I am going to... I've been through the internet, all right? Yes. I've scanned some stuff, and it's a fascinating universe. The Absolutely. Online, the online world. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to find unusual news stories. Yes. Because I didn't want to just talk about news stories. Everyday stuff. Yeah, that stuff's boring. There is some stuff going on out there, man. That wow. You've you got no idea there's all some right. weird stuff. I'm going to start I'm gonna start off, all right? All um, right. Oh, boy. Okay. <clears throat> Maid of Honor. I'm sorry. Okay, so the maid of honor, who is the sister of the bride, yes. was told that she could come dressed as however she wanted. She said, "Oh, what, how should I dress?" She said, "You know what? However you like." Um, Are you serious? That's yep. That was the, so. That's an open ticket. An open ticket to do whatever you like. Wow. And uh, and so she's come dressed as a T Rex. <laughs> she came dressed in a T Rex outfit. Can you imagine this girl walking down? <laughs> I suppose the aisle. And, and she's holding a bouquet of flowers. I just can't believe that she... And apparently people thought it was great. So she mean, was like a bridesmaidosaurus. Well, she was. That's exactly what she was. But <laughs> can you imagine? I mean, you've gone all this expense. You've got all your family there. Uh, you know, you've, it's catered. You've, you've set up this beautiful, uh, you know, marriage environment. And then your sister comes in an inflatable T-Rex costume. Cool. How I mean, what kind of a sense of humour would you have to have to let that slide? Well, you know, there's a lot of ways that we can look at this. <laughs> Absolutely. And when the bride, I mean, it's her day, it's the bride's day. Right. And this is all going to depend on what sort of sense of humour, not that just she has, but the family has. Right. I mean, how was the bride dressed on her day? Was she in a gown? Was she in a, like a wedding gown? Oh, yeah, she, she was in a gown. She was in a white oh, yeah. all the guys, traditional wedding gown and the guys were in suits. Yeah, everyone's in suits. All and the guests, the daughter, she comes in it. I know, I thought that was great. I tell you what, she got balls. She, I know, and it's gone viral. Um, the, the world loves it. They think she's great. I mean, wow. I can't see it it's starting. Uh, is there and laughter when she came lots in? Lots of it, lots of it. They thought it was great. They the bride too? Yes, this bride was the sister, so obviously. Yeah, but, but what are you going to do? I mean, you got to you can't go off. I mean, yeah, wow. I know, and you can't say to her, "Can you go put a dress on?" Because she's already, she's here, like she's turned up. There's, there's no, she's, what you can't get back in the limo and go back and get it. So she just had to spend the whole reception, the whole day, um, yeah, in a T Rex outfit. T Rex. I thought that was kind of cute. <laughs> What's your favorite dinosaur? Uh, oh, look, I, I, I want to say the T-Rex, but, you know, since Jurassic Park, I'd have to say the raptor. But yeah, the raptor. Those little raptors are pretty With the little cool. arms. They've got little arms, don't they? They do. They're, they're, they're just, just like smaller T-Rexes. Yeah, they're like a little fast T-Rex. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. I love that film. Yeah. 
What, Jurassic Park? I love Jurassic Park. Have you watched the whole series? I have. Mm. Look, I, yeah, it got a little bit sort of... It lost its way, I yeah. think, in the last... Um, it got a, a, a bit Hollywood block... Well, it was always a Hollywood blockbuster, but it, it, it felt like it became a bit silly. Yep, I agree. A bit like the Transformers franchise. Oh, that's gone nuts. Yeah. You know the first Transformers movie was a cartoon? Really? In the 80s. It oh, hang a, on. Yeah, of course. What am I talking about? Yeah, I knew that. It was a cartoon, and now... You know, they're killing innocent people on the screen. They call it a kid's show. Please. Goodness me. Okay. New, another news story, John. Another news story, Gunny. Okay. This, one's a, this one jumped out at me. 60 old TVs dumped outside homes by man dressed as an old TV. What do you make of that? He, okay. Well, well, hang on. Hang on. The way that you read that can be taken again a number of ways. So 60... Old is TVs. it 60 old TV sets yes. that were dumped? Or is it 60 old TV shows? No, sets. Sets. Yes. And he's, he's dressed as a TV himself. That's right. He needs to go to that wedding. <laughs> he does. <laughs> That's where he needs to he go. He and that T-Rex girl. He and the t- TV and T-Rex. They might couple. make a great couple. They make a great couple. But why, why did he dump them in the street? Nobody knows. All right, so. Where, where, where was this? Uh, this was in England. It had to be in England. And it was in, it was England. in England. And I don't know if this guy's accumulated these TVs, but apparently oh he my had God. a TV. So someone's caught him on CCTV. <laughs> He's got a TV over, <laughs> over his head. He's cut a hole out the bottom of the thing, sat on his head. I mean, there'd be, still be plenty of weight in it. Yep. And he's... I could have taken out the hole inside of it. Well, he would have done. He would have had to. And he's then, and then he'd, have, he'd have to be looking through the screen. And there's, uh-huh. there's footage of this guy. But six, I mean, how do you get 60? Well, he's probably collected them over the years and decided, well, I'm going to, I don't but, know, share them or... Dump him. Unless he's into electronics. He was. And, and doing maintenance on it. Why the hell would you collect 60 television sets? You Were they all different why. sorts, different yeah, brands? Different brands. The real bulky ones, not the flat screen ones. So, I mean, back then... I mean, there were no Samsung really back then. No, there weren't. It would have been General Electric, AWA, Philips. Yep. Panasonic. Yes. You know, all of those old yeah, brands. Yeah. Brands that, you know, we can relate to because we're getting old. But so there were, you know, but wow, 60 TV had to be some sort of uh, electronical engineer. Just like, but why would you go to people's homes and put them on their doorstep? I mean, it's hilarious. Oh, is that what he did? That's what he did. I thought he just dumped them. So no, he, dumped, no, no. he put them all on different people's different. But were they I mean, working? They, they, they were. No, actually, well, yes and no, but they won't work because they don't. They only receive an analog signal. They're not a digital. Oh, well, at good point, right? So good they're point. useless. But he's he's <laughs> gone to people's homes. One night, this was he's like Santa Claus with the TVs, <laughs> and he's gone to people's homes and literally just put them on their doorstep while wearing a TV on his own head. I just can't figure this guy out. He's like the it's TV nuts. bandit, pretty well, pretty but, well. But he's he's like Robin Hood. Giving to the poor, maybe. Well, I don't know. Wow, that's weird. Uh, I know. Can you imagine? Okay, this. But one. only in England. Gunny. Well, I would have thought that's the kind of thing that would happen in America. Actually, <sighs> that seems that seems like an American story to me. But no, England straight catch- away I picked England. I feel like England are catching up on the on the on the <laughs> silly scale. You know what I mean? The unbelievable stuff. Yeah, they're getting. They're very close behind the United States. Okay, here's one for you. Check this out. TV helicopter covering Spain's La Vuelta. Cycle race exposes rooftop cannabis farm, and yeah, no kidding. And, and apparently, everybody who um, was 
watching the show saw this guy, you know, because it's coming out of a helicopter and you could see it and people have rung in the media and said, hang on, I think I just saw a guy's crop of marijuana oh, on his no. roof. Can you imagine that poor bugger? The effort and energy he's gone to to put that crop together. He's farming and it's on his rooftop and the cycling race comes past, he gets done. Mind you, all illegally. Oh, we don't know if it is illegal. Oh, it's illegal. It's, so it's illegal. So all illegally. I did, I did read about this. He's been caught by chance. Sheer chance. And they were big plants too. Like these things were like trees. So, you so could, he's cultivating, cropping, selling. He would have to be at that rate. Well, apparently. Because that's too many for personal use. That's right. But apparently uh, it's not, a, yeah, in Spain it's not illegal to purchase it or use it, but you cannot sell it. I don't know how that works. So, I mean, but wait a minute. If you, can't per- if you can't sell it, how are you going to purchase it? Well, it's the same here in, in Canberra. I mean, we've got, it's decriminalized, but I mean, you're not legally allowed to. Where fish week, there's a lot of things that you can do in fish week. That's true. That's true. You ever been down there? I've been to Canberra, but I've only driven through Fishwick. I've never stopped. Canberra gets a bad rap. You know, I spent a bit of time in Canberra. I didn't mind Canberra. Oh, there we go. That's what's wrong with him. He spent too much time in Canberra. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> there's a lot of Canberra people who will, will Canberrans? Yeah, well, the Canberrans. Is that what they're called, Canberrans? Yeah, Canberrans. You know what you call people from, because um, we're here on the Gold Coast, and they have all these different names for people. And I heard one the other day that some people that lived in Narang, they're called Narangatangs. <laughs> no kidding. I'm serious. They, that, that's... They're affectionately known as Narangatangs. You know, in Newcastle, they call them Novocastrians. Novocastrians, yeah. Which is weird because in Newcastle in England, they call them, um, I want to say Geordies, or is it Scousers? I have no idea. I don't know. Isn't Geordie from Geordie Shaw? Uh... So I don't know. You're confusing me now. Yeah, well, I'm confusing <laughs> myself all the time. No, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure uh, the people from in England, the original Newcastle, they call them Geordies. Um, oh, there's probably people going, "No, it's Scousers. It's one of the two. I think one's from Liverpool, one's from Newcastle. Well, why don't we ask them if you're from Newcastle or Liverpool in the UK? Are you a Geordie or a Scousie? Please let us know. Right. Well, and your answer will go on the podcast. Okay. Oh, well, you know what? It was probably just as easy to, to Google it. You almost don't need to ask people anything anymore. You, got Google you know what? Ways. Google is becoming the new mum. You reckon? Absolutely. Google is becoming the new mum. Where we used to go and ask, hey, mum, what about this? Or, hey, mum, what about that? That's now true. we just Google. Google everything. That is true. Google's actually. has everything. Well, it does. And, you know, you're right. Because I used to... I was fascinated. Anytime I lost anything, I'm like, mum, where's my shoes? Or where's Absolutely. My... She always knew where it was. Always knew. Is that all mum? So Is that she... a mum thing? Well, you would hope so. What was your mum like growing up? Mate, my mum was awesome. Um, two great parents, Gary and Evelyn. Hello there. Uh, mum was a nurse. Her trade was nursing. And she did a different, uh, a big range of nursing from ward nursing to theatre nursing to ER nursing. She was a director of nursing there for a little while as well. Um, but always, you know, the the Sorry. loving, caring hands and stuff like that. So um, she's, yeah, she's done really, really well in that way where my dad, you know, was a lot of the disciplinarian. And but the one thing with our parents, mate, that, is that we always got, we, you know, when we got disciplined, we were meant to get disciplined. But when we got, when we did something right, or, and we got told we loved, we got, you know, encouraged in that way too. What did your discipline look like? Mate, my old man could have the belt off around his waist and plaited in 12 seconds. <laughs> no shit. I am not joking. He actually belted you with his belt? Absolutely. How many times would he hit you? 
however many times we needed it. Depends no what we did. Kidding. My mum broke so many wooden spoons across my brother's backside. So, and then she broke a couple on the top of my noggin. Sounds well. a bit violent. But that's how it was in those days, mate. Yeah. You step out a lot. I think that's one of the big things that's missing in today. Discipline. You reckon? Yeah, absolutely. And and the reason I say that is because we're lacking discipline in society and then that trades back to ourselves where we lack self-discipline. Okay. You know, I think there should be a lot more discipline in the world. Well, look, I mean, I applaud the fact that you can't hit children in school anymore. Yep. Um, I, I know I used to get flogged by I went had a Catholic upbringing and these these brothers and priests I mean then you need only look sideways yep. in class and you were getting belted with it with a strap yep. um and and let me tell you something that hurt buddy. yeah of course like, it hurt and you weren't just getting one you would get three or four until you literally just you'd have to pull your own hand away but it's meant to hurt that. you you did something wrong yeah that's what discipline is mate and it encourages you not to do it again that is true right and that's what we need we need deterrence and that was used as a deterrent well, it, 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 but then you, you know, you kind of step into a, a world of, I feel like in some cases it was an unmeasured response. I mean, you'd drop a paper in the, in the schoolyard and then you'd be sent to the, to the office and that, you know, you would. Oh yeah. For some, for you stuff were like that. Belted, pretty, I know. Oh. You know, for simple stuff like that, of course, it's a little bit over the top, but you know, let me tell you a story, Gunny. It just happened a couple of days ago. Tell me. I was at a shopping center here on the Gold Coast. Yep. And I was on my scooter, and I pulled into a lift, and in the lift was two ladies, two boys, and a male adult. Yeah. And the two boys, one was 12, and the other one would have been maybe 10, and the 12-year-old kid was going off his nut at his mother. Okay. If they see that going off his nut, and I drove into this, and I parked right between them, and I then went off my nut at this kid. You know, I absolutely livid this kid. Did you? Oh, mate, I had. I, I'm not going to sit there and put up with some kid talking to a female this way. Yep. Right. And I give him absolutely what for. And his mother, when we got out of the lift, she thanked me. No and, kidding. Right. And then she said to me, "You know, he can't come to this shopping centre unsupervised because he's been arrested here four times." How old was he? He's this kid? twelve years old, Gunny. Oh boy. Twelve years old. Yeah, that's so I got this kid aside and I gave him a what for, you know, and I told him, mate, you need to pull your head in because you're either going to be in jail or you're going to be a good kid. Sure. The choice is up to you. Yeah. And the way you're going and probably with the people around you and the surroundings that you're making for yourself, you're heading straight to jail. And that's not good for a 12-year-old. So smarten up your act. You know, and his mother came home and gave me a hug. She said, thank you. So is that much. right? Yep. How did the kid respond, judging uh, by his reaction? Oh, uh, mate. If he was my kid, you know, I would have taken my dad's actions and ripped the belt off from around my waist. <laughs> Do you wear a belt? It. Nah, very rarely. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you know what I mean? But yeah, I, but that comes back because, you know, and the, then the mother said, oh, he's got ADD, ADHD. I'm sick of the excuses. Yeah. I'm sick and tired of the freaking excuses parents are making. Why are these kids feeling entitled? Because you're letting them feel entitled. Yeah, okay. Pull their head in. Yeah. Be a damn parent. Look, I see what you're saying. Um, and and there's a few things that's, that come to mind when you when you tell me this story. I mean, discip- I know that my sister once told me you, you cannot discipline other people's children. Now, did this kid 
probably have it coming and, and needed, you know, a strong male uh, voice in his ear. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. No mate. question. Yep. But, um, and, and, you know, I suppose, you know, you felt comfortable enough and in, in, in that moment to, yep. to, to discipline someone else's kid. And, and, I, and I could dig that because probably I'd do it too. Yep. My instinct is to think, well, oh, maybe that's not the right thing to do. But you might have saved that kid, you know, from a, a lifetime of being an idiot. Gunny, I was stuck in the lift between these two people. Yep. Mate, I had to do something. To be fair, your, you know? your personal space, if, it, if it's right there in a lift, I think you've got every right to say something. Absolutely. If, if you'd gone, you know, if you're in a uh, somewhere where you could walk away, that might be a different story. I mean, if you're in a shopping centre, but in, a, in, in, the, in a, the confines of a lift, I would have said something. And you know one thing that really hit home with him that I said? What? I said, are you his big brother? He went, yep. I said, well, what a shit-ass role model you oh, are. Is that right? What an absolute shit-ass role model you are. Yeah. I said, do you want him to get caught up doing all the crap that you're doing? Do you? Because that's what he's got to do because he looks up to you. Right. Because he wants to be just like you. What a shit-ass role model huh. you are. That's huge, man. Absolutely. See, that'll stay with them. Good. Something like that would, for me, um, as a kid, even yep. even though at the, in the moment I'm like, oh, you know, I don't want to listen to this guy, you'd go away and you'd think about it and go, oh, maybe he's got a point. And uh, I can dig that, man. Hey, uh, hats off to you. I, I, you know, this Thanks, is what mate. I like about you, John. Um, we're cut of a similar cloth, you and I. So yep. I would have done that. A lot of people wouldn't. They'd yep. sort of back away and sort of go away and think about it later and think, you know what? I wish I'd said something. If you saw someone having a physical altercation, would you get involved? Absolutely. Mate. Every time. If I saw someone beating up on someone else, you know the first thing I'd do? Get involved. Smash into them on my scooter. Is that right? Knock them to the ground, then jump off my scooter on top of them and give them a wailing with my, what did you call them this morning? My pythons. Goodness me. Your pythons, your pipes. My pipes. Check this My one guns. out. Now, this isn't, this isn't a funny story. So Uh-oh. If you're expecting a funny one, don't. <laughs> I, I, was, I was reading this story this morning, um, and it's a Perth woman. So she's had to lock... So us- we're in Australia. We're, we're back in Australia now. She's, um, she's locked herself in her bathroom. So picture this. It, it sounds like a horror movie. We're probably going to hear more about it. But so a guy's broken in. Yep. Um, young guy. Yep. Uh, sounds like he was probably high. Who knows? But he, on drugs. He was. Yep. He was bleeding. Now he's probably cut himself on the glass getting in or whatever. Yep. But she's heard the the smashing of glass. Pitch black. Smashing of glass. She's on her own. Mm-hmm. This guy breaks in, um, and uh, she could hear footsteps, which would terrify me. And me I'm a, too. I'm a male. Yeah, like I'm a me large too. male. Mm. Um, I'd be freaking out, like, how many are there? What got a weapon? Yep. But as a woman, you'd be totally, you know, you'd be terrified. Shit scared. Man. You would. So then she, I guess she's got an ensuite. So she's locked herself in, in the ensuite. In the ensuite. Um, and he's pounding on the ensuite door. Wow. And swearing and carrying on to let her. She's on the phone with the cops. Anyway, he runs out of there and he goes to another place. Uh, breaks in and I think the cops caught him, but I was I was I was just having a moment thinking the fear in that woman. I mean, she'd be terrified. Absolutely. Can you imagine this, mate? I can't imagine it. Like this poor woman. I mean, for starters, who's got the right to break into someone else's home? Right. Right. I don't think he's thinking about it like that. I've, if he's on drugs, there's no way he's thinking about it like that. Yeah. You know and. Oh my god! I just the fear that that he would have instilled, right? Not just in her that night, but now for the rest of her life. Yeah, absolutely. Because that will that will be with her forever. Yeah, you know. And and they caught this guy. And look, 
Drugs are shit ass. Yes. I hate them. Yeah. You know, I've never done any drugs in my life unless they've been prescribed to me. Okay. I've never done any drugs in my life. And I'm telling people now to stay away from them, stay away from drug users, just stay away from it all because they're, they're wrecking lives, they're, they're killing people, they're a horrendous scourge on our society. Why do you think people do drugs in general? Do you think it's boredom? Is it, um, I don't know, are they, they feeling a little lost? There's probably a really simple answer to this. but The way that I look at it is, is one aspect, Gunny, is that I know people that do do drugs and I know people that do drink. Um, and I find that a lot of the time they do them to make their problems go away. Okay. But when they get sober and get off their high, their problems are now 10 times bigger and 10 times harder. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you, Yeah, the come down as it were. Absolutely. So instead of trying to, you know, run away from those problems or hide from those problems... You need to stand there and face them and turn those problems into a challenge and then get over it as quickly as you possibly can. If you need help, you need help. And that's what we've got to do. Okay. I'm going to move on from yep. from sad stuff. I've got a funny one here. Okay, let's do a funny one. Well, it's not funny. This It's actually kind of fascinating, I've got to say. Squirrels eavesdrop on birds to stay out of danger, study suggests. I have actually heard that. Have you heard this? I have heard that. It's called nature. <laughs> Well, they'd have to. I mean, if you were a squirrel... By the way, we don't have squirrels in Australia. We don't have squirrels? I'm surprised we don't because I go to a lot of countries um, and suddenly you see a squirrel in a tree like, oh my God, okay, this country's got squirrels too. It feels like everywhere else but Australia has squirrels. They have them in... I think they even have them in Bali. I feel like I've seen squirrels in Bali. Nah, nah. No, I don't think so. They'd eat them. I, I, the Balinese, I think, would most certainly eat them. I know they would in Vanuatu and... Melanesia, Polynesia, they would eat them. I don't think I could eat a squirrel. They're I could eat a squirrel. Cute. Could you eat a squirrel? No way. I know. I know. There are some um, nations and, and populations that actually even eat guinea pig. No kidding. Not joking. Could you eat a guinea pig? Actually, well, no, I wouldn't. God, I don't eat uh, red or white meat either. But um, yep. I just don't eat animals. But. I will say that in, in Brazil, they have a guinea pig, and I think it, the one you're talking about, but they're huge. They're a big... No, 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 no. I'm not talking about... like a wombat. I, the reason I know this is because I was watching Gordon Ramsay. Okay. And he was somewhere... I, I and wish he I could one. remember. He didn't cook one, but where he was, in the village that he was, they had guinea pigs in the house. Okay. And then they showed them, skinning them and cooking them. And, see, and he, he said they tasted just like chicken. Is that right? I've I've heard. Look, everything tastes like chicken. Ah, oh, Farah, don't get me started on the animal cruelty thing. I just, you know, let them live. Come on, a guinea pig doesn't want to be eaten. I look, I agree with you, but it, if I see a cow, I'm eating it. I love steak. You know that. Do you know what? One of the nicest animals I ever met was my sister's cow, and, and this thing. <laughs> I thought you were going to say your sister. <laughs> Seriously, what's her name? My sister Danielle. I, I got two actually, Dominique as well. Hello, Dom and Danny. How you doing? Oh, they'd love that. They would love a big shout out from you. G'day, um, you've got a big shout out. Um, yeah, no, Dominique, uh, my sister was breeding cattle for a long time, and then yep. the drought affected her, and she of got course. rid of them all. Yep. But um, she had these beautiful cattle, and and you know they were so affectionate, and they'd lay down, and you could cuddle them and everything. I just look, and I said this on another podcast the other day. I've got a cat laying on my bed I could guarantee it'd be on my bed as we speak and it spends all day there it's the most beautiful fluffy cat and it's just 
Honestly, if anything happened to that cat, I'd be straight off to the vet and I'd spend top dollar to fix it. So why would I want to walk into Coles and walk out with, you know, a, another animal wrapped in plastic to eat? It, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Do you have pets? You don't have pets, do you? I have a wife. <laughs> Here we go. I have a son. I used to have pets. What'd you have? I've had, I've actually had it. My very first pet was a guinea pig. Is that right? And his name was Mortimer. I named him after the great rugby league players, the Mortimer family. Oh, here we go. And I came home from school one day, and the local dogs got into his hutch, and there was Mortimer all over the backyard. Oh, that's depressing. And that was absolutely devastating. Do you know, and you remember how you felt, don't you? Oh, it broke my heart. Yeah. It broke my heart. And that's one of the reasons why we have pets, because it teaches us how to handle death. I also think it teaches us compassion. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it teaches compassion, yep. love, all of that, but also death and how to handle it. I tell you what. Speaking of which, um, you just made me think of when I was a kid. I made a slingshot. Um, you know, kids. Look, uh, uh, me too. Yep. Right, looking for a bit of mischief, and I made this slingshot. And I was, I was a crack shot with this thing after a while. You know, I took it everywhere with me, and we went down to Wollongong and uh, to visit some family. And and I was out the front of the house and kind of bored with my slingshot shooting stuff. And there was this little little sparrow like a little finch in oh, a tree no. yeah you could see where this is going Uh-oh. and i thought and it was bouncing around the little it was tiny this little thing couldn't have been any bigger than a mouse it was bouncing around the the um branches of this tree i thought if i can shoot this thing that means i'm really good at the slingshot and i did first shot and oh, i killed it and oh, let me tell you something gunning how'd it make you feel you have, i i still remember to this day how you took a life i was of a little harmless birdie yep and I was absolutely... How old were you? Oh, uh, nine. And you know what? Let me tell you guys right now. I'm, I'm looking at my mate and I can still actually see how much that has affected you. It did. 30 odd years later. I can remember... It still affected him. I can remember picking up its... Because it killed it instantly. Um, and I remember picking up its little soft... Its body was obviously warm yep. in my hand and I cried a river... And I couldn't get over it and uh, I didn't know what to do. So I took it into the backyard of the, the, the people's home I was at and I buried it mm. and I said a lot of prayers. And I'm, I'm not kidding. I even remember the look of it and the feel of it in that moment. It was just grief yep. that came over me. Um, and I think that was a really powerful moment and a, and a, and a, and a real life lesson to mm. just be you know, more respectful of, of those around me and, and yep. life in general. It's completely different to us when we had our slingshots, mate. My little brother and I shot him at humans. <laughs> we shot him at the neighbours' kids. So listen, we we because we're going to try and keep this light today. So now we've gone from <laughs> drug use to death. I'm trying to light it up. Okay, so squirrels. Okay, I want squirrels. To, I did want to tell you the story of the squirrels. So the squirrels, they've yeah. done some scientific. I would love to get involved in a scientific study about something like this. You know, so they've set up microphones in a tree and they've they've you know analysed the the squirrels' uh, behaviour. Yep. And 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 they would actually mimic. So they would you know play the sound of certain birds and and um, you know threats in their environment. And the squirrels would sort of lower their voices and they'd go into, you know, um, damage control, I suppose, like yep. just making sure they weren't seen or heard. And then when they played gentler, which was uh, when they played gentler, birds chattering and chirping and just t- sounded like they were, you know, not a threat, the squirrels would come out and play. I think that's kind of cool. I mean, it's obvious that... You know what? It's an alarm. It's an alarm system. Of course it is. That's what it is. Danger. Yeah. There's, you know, when when the, the birds and that are talking, you know, in a deep, deep voice, we know that there's danger around. Yeah. 
But then when they're singing and they're happy, everything's good. Yeah, absolutely. That's so right. So it's the alarm system, mate. Yeah, I guess it's I'd, nature's alarm. I guess I just like the idea that, you know, we're able to kind of understand. I mean, because that's one of the things that we... We can't communicate with animals. Well, I suppose we can to some extent, but you can't have a conversation with an animal, any one of them. You can certainly figure out, you know, that what they're doing. If there was an animal ever. you wish you could communicate with, what would it be? That's an excellent question. What would, would it be? I have two. I mean, we can what, really what it, close to communicate with dogs. I mean, dogs can't yeah. tell us back. But what, are, what are yours? What are your two? Uh, chimps. Okay. And whales. Whales Two is a good answer. Completely different animals. Yeah. Mm. Do you know what? Um, a few years ago, I was surfing and uh, in Byron Bay, and I could hear this distinct sound of dolphins. You know, like in Flipper. That I'm not going to yeah. try uh, that one. I was going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> that's the worst dolphin it is, I've ever heard. That's like a retarded dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a cow or something. Oh, a retarded cow. <laughs> Or a rooster or something. No, so I, I, here's a funny story. So I, I was surfing, heard this sound, and it was audible from above the surface. I wasn't below the water. I was, I was, you know, two feet above the surface by the time I'm sitting on my board. Yeah. And I could hear this squealing, this carrying on, and all around us, underneath us, were these dolphins, and they were huge. Dolphins are big, man. Like the size of a 44 gallon drum. Oh yeah, the barrels. Yeah. Way bigger than you think. I mean, you sort of see them from a distance. You just don't know until they're up close. And okay, you believe this or not, but I and I was sitting beside a guy, and I'm like, oh wow, how are the dolphins? Yeah, even though you see them quite often when they're right underneath you, and they're yep, there's dozens of them. I mean, much rather than than sharks, right? Absolutely, but it still blows you away. Yep. And I and then I smell this ungodly smell, and I saw these bubbles coming up. Oh, they're mating. No, farting, <laughs> because it was this distinct smell of rotting fish, of like farted out fish smell and and me and the guy next to me could both smell it can you imagine that oh no dolphins farting hey now but you know look i went fishing yesterday okay and how'd you go thanks for asking shit ass really not one bite not one fish where'd you fish just in the seaway here on the gold coast is there no fish out there the wrong time of day you know what it is it's lack of rain it's lack of rain i went out to get some breakfast in before the uh, Gold Coast Flathead Classic, which is on at the end of the month, and there was nothing around. Is that a fishing competition? It is a big fishing competition. Okay. And I'm in it. Uh, I'm in the Surf Coast Marine team. They're, they're my sponsors. Yep. Thanks to my mate Benno at Surf Coast Marine. Um, and I went out to get some practice yesterday, and it went crap. Beautiful day on the water, but there were dolphins everywhere, and it was beautiful. Does that scare fish off, you think, when there's dolphins? Oh, well, they got to be eating, aren't they? That's what that's what dolphins do, mate. They eat little fish. Where do fish go when dolphins are around? Are they just oh, they scamper? Can swim into the you know the reefs or or the the weeds. Yeah, well, you know, the, you know where fish keep all their money. Where in the riverbank? Oh, God, that's a dad joke. Uh, you know, that, actually, that's that's worse than a dad joke. That's you know those you know those crackers that you get at Christmas time. Yes, and you have a little joke yes, in there. Yes, that's one of those. Right there, send one of those in. It'll right. be there uh, next Christmas. You know what my son calls those jokes that I say? What? Arnots, because they're crummy. Boom tish. I thought they were arnots because they are not funny. Oh, that's no. That'll work too. That was ordinary. Check it out. Robot pole dancers to debut at French nightclub. What the hell? What are your thoughts on this? Where are you finding this? Well, it's just online. Oh, my 
God. A robot pole dancer. I'd actually find that quite cool. I'd find that quite fascinating. I wouldn't turn me on, but it'd be like, wow, like the technology to, to have a robot pole dancing. Wow. I, who would go and watch a... What is what is wrong with people? I'd, I'd watch that. I'd enjoy a robot pole <laughs> Would I? What's wrong with him? Why? What? 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 No, I mean, okay, look, you know, if, I, if, I, if would, I went to a club that, that I was expecting to see women pole dancing. Or, of course. Right? You like, know, if, you and, go to, if you go to a gentleman's club. Exactly. Right. Use that term loosely. Um, <laughs> but if I if I went along and, and there we were and, um, and a robot was, I would actually be fascinated. I mean, it wouldn't be sexually attractive at all, but the, the technology that would be used. Oh, yeah, look, to, I, I would go cool. and have a look for that reason and that reason only. But what? That, that would be uh, even just a robot dancing. Doesn't I think it's a cool a concept. Pole. I think it's a cool concept. Yeah, it doesn't have to be on a pole. Well, this is true. Um, oh, this one's a funny one. Well, it's not funny actually. Um, oh goodness, in England. So it's been a slow news day in England, I suppose. For the certainly for the police. Um, make it snappy. Police tackle plastic crocodile in Devon swamp. So somebody's called up the police and said. Now again in England. In England. Yeah. I don't. There's no crocodiles or alligators in England, naturally occurring. It's too cold. Exactly. So someone's called and said, and I think someone's thrown like a life-size rubber crocodile into the ocean, into the uh, into a pond, and the cops took it really seriously. They came out there and they got a dive you, team but, in there and everything. Get it you, out. You know, even in England, the police are called bobbies, right? Yep. And they don't carry weapons. Is that right? That is right. That is true. No, they carry a stick, don't they? Uh, actually, you're right. I think they do carry a baton yeah. and handcuffs. Yep. But that's it. No tasers, no guns. I like that. Really? Yeah, I do. I, do. I, think, I think I like what we do here in Australia for the simple fact it's quicker action. How so? Well, if you've got someone going nuts on the street with yep. a gun and stuff like that, you, you can call the police and you know that the police can take action straight away because they've got what they yeah. need on them. Because let me tell you, mate, if a bobby turns up without any weapons, he's not going to be a bobby. He's going to be a dead bobby. Well, you remember that uh, situation. I mean, but it's so un- it's so rare. I shouldn't say rare. It happens. I know. I, there's a few schools of thought. I think it's happening less and less. So I think that actually police do carry weapons in the United Kingdom now. I, I feel like it changed a few years ago. I could be wrong about that. No, you, uh, look, I'm I am ninety. I, I'm like. Pinocle, I'm I'm ninety nine point nine nine percent sure about it. Okay, yeah. we should have really looked into the into the. If you know, detail, there's another one. If our viewers or listeners know, let us know. Do the police in the UK, the bobbies we're talking about, not detectives, because I know that detectives do. But if the general duties police the bobbies, what weapons do they carry? If you know, let the Gunny and JC, Gunny and JC, let the Gunny and JC show know. I think you're right. I think um, I don't think they've changed. I think it's a tradition that they never carried it again. Yeah. And but look, I'll tell you why I like they, that. They wear it's, the world's dickest hats. Do they still wear those? Those I've, real tall ones. I think so. I, buddy, how long since? Do, I they feel like they're the not wearing those either. They're not wearing those either anymore, are they? I'm sure they did with the, the weird ass chin strap. Hang on, now you're thinking about those the uh, you know the, the royal guards. No, no, not talking the fluffy hats. <laughs> Don't talk about the ones with the poodles on their head. Because they have the, the chin strap that comes under the nose, yeah, don't that's they? Right. Oh, that's yeah. ridiculous. No, the bottom of the lip. 
bottom of the lip. Oh, is it? But I'm talking about the, the police hats, the, the UK bobby Yeah, hats. they're very tall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to wonder why they made them so tall like that. Because maybe they might be cone heads. <laughs> God, all right. <laughs> Here's one for you. Okay. ISIS blooper video um, shows squawking bird interrupting the recruiting. So, okay, so let me paint the picture. Um, yep. I did read this. Okay. So ISIS, are they gone yet? I feel like I haven't been hearing about ISIS. I'd like to think there's no more of them because I feel like about six months ago they said, yep, ISIS is done. But then about a month ago I heard, oh, ISIS is on the march again. So what's no, going on with this crew? Let, let me, Point look, is... I, I'm not very well educated on, on terrorism, okay? okay? And that's what ISIS is, it's terrorism. One thing I did read that blew my mind a couple of weeks ago about um, Bin Laden, that him and his family have a net worth of $7 billion. Is that right? Billion, not million, billion. With dollars, a B. With a B. Where the hell do they get all that money from yeah. with what they're doing? You know? So, I mean, since the war against terrorism has been in full force, there has been a lot, I think, less few attacks, thank goodness, but there's been a lot of single-person terrorism. For example, the devastating one that was in New Zealand. Mm. You know, we've got the mass shootings that are happening in the States. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's... I mean, the, the New Zealand one especially hit home because that lunatic was from Grafton. And Grafton's a beautiful place. Yeah. You know, and that lunatic who was just off his rocker Yeah, was from there. And yeah. it went to another country, a little country that does nothing to nobody except beats us in the blood is low carb and beats us terribly, pulls our pants down every time we play them. He, he This guy has the connotations to go over there and ruin thousands of lives. Yeah. You know, like, oh, my goodness. I, I cannot stand... That sort of stuff and the justice—the only simple justice for me is mate, end their life. You know, yeah, it's a tough well, one. I mean, look at the Anita Cobby killers, Ivan Malat. You know, Martin Bright, what he did in Tasmania. Ivan Malat's not doing so well. These no, days. he's almost dead. I'm happy about that. Me too. What a creep. Sooner the better. What a creep. He's not doing well. So these ISIS crew, see, I can't keep up with ISIS because they were ISIS and then they were ISIL. You remember they were ISIL? Yeah, they, I think they were cousins. It's. T- <laughs> No, 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 they were ISIL. Then they were this other one called ISIL or da, uh, De Kirk or something. That It was a, is an Arabic name. Right. Uh, I haven't heard it? of that one. No, no, that, it was a name that started with D. So that's their third. I feel like they're like Prince. They keep changing their name. Yep. I can't keep up. Uh, and now they're gone. And Well, they, they were gone. Now they're back. Anyway, they're jerks. And they, but they've released a, um, and I'm not going to watch it, but they have released a, a blooper reel of the movies that they make, you know, doing these horrible crimes and whatnot. And they've, I guess they've made a blooper reel. Not that anyone's going to want, want to watch that, but... Wow. They, I know. The audacity to, 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 like, actually think that people are going to want to see a blooper reel from ISIS. I, I had to bring it up. Okay. There was... Okay, I've got another story for you. Uh, oh, this isn't huge, but... Friends actor lookalike sentenced for theft. You know, Ross... From, yes, David, uh, from Swim- friend. David Swimmer. There's a guy that looks exactly like him, and apparently he's a thief. He's a kleptomaniac. He thieves a lot now, and he plays himself off as being David Swimmer. And David Swimmer's just like, can you stop this? Because 
you're dragging my name through the mud and um, I'm not a thief and please just stop stealing things. What if it turned out to be really him? Can you imagine? Because we have had other Hollywood superstars like Winona Ryder. Yeah, that was ages ago, wasn't it? But still. Yeah. You know, she was a klepto. She was. I can't understand. She, she, she got past that. I mean, she's now uh, the... Um, what's the series she's in? I started watching it. Um, Stranger Things. Stranger Things. Right, yeah. she's in that. And uh, I'm not... A, you know, I think she was a better actress as a younger lady. Really? Yeah, I feel like she's not... I think she wasn't convincing in that role. Do you have a favourite actress? Of all time? Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, I'm a Meryl fan. Well, that's a pretty easy answer. That's an easy answer. I, t- t- like, okay, well, give me an age group. Well, our age group. Okay, so, oh, here we go. <laughs> How are we in the same age group? A piss off. You're only a couple of years younger than me. How much younger am I than you? You'd be five years younger than me. Okay, all right. We're in the same age group. Okay, so in their 40s, uh, a, 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 an actress in her 40s um, having no time. To th- I'll tell you who I, 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 I like Cameron Diaz. I always yep. thought she was a great She was fantastic actress. in the movie with um, Tom Cruise, Day and Night. Oh, okay. Yep. Either you're with me or you're, either you're with me or you're not with me. You're Do you know what? I've never seen it. Really? Never you're seen Cameron it. You're a Cameron Diaz fan. You know where she started? Mask. No, before that. No, really? She, yep. sta- she had a, did a film before Mask? Yeah. No, not a film. TV commercials. Which one? Oh, okay. TV commercials in the States. Yeah. And I think it was for something... Like Coles, but not Coles here. Coles over there is like, I think it's a clothing brand. Okay. I think. I, is that how she started? Out? Yeah. And, and someone just said, this girl's got a, a yeah, big screen. She's a gun. Yeah, she's a knockout. Yeah. I remember seeing Mask. Let me paint the picture. I was, I was, I think I was 19. Yeah. Um, Great flick. How good is Jim Carrey? Oh, love him. Wow. He, he, he was hilarious. But he's lost it a bit. He's lost his way. Lost his major. Like. Well, he's still funny, but he's gone. I feel like he's he's become. Um, I don't want to say a conspiratorialist, but you know, somebody who's he's really distracted by these alternate theories. And and he, now, when I see him speaking, he mm. he just doesn't. I don't know. I feel like his his mind's elsewhere. Something's going on with him. I, you know what, mate? I think a lot of it's happened on the comedic side in the states. Since the death of Robin Williams. Okay, what do you think? I think happened? it has actually gone a downturn since then. What do you think's happened though? Well, I mean, Robin Williams was sensational. Okay. Absolutely sensational. He was. You know, but if you look now, we're not hearing much from his one of his closest friends in Billy Crystal. You know, we don't That's hear true. we don't hear much from Eddie Murphy anymore. Eddie Murphy was a damn superstar. You know, I mean so was Billy Crystal. But you know what I mean? I mean that now we've just had the the almost horrific death of um uh, what's his name Evan Hart. I know, well you know I mean he, he was, was in a car accident wasn't he he was in a, lucky to survive is he okay he's in no he's not okay he's not he's not okay I heard he hurt his back and a few other things really there were four in the car the two in the back seat unscathed okay he was in the front seat someone else was driving his car and I think what saved them was that fact. It was an old car, you know, it was a tank, and it went down an embankment. Yep. And if you've seen the footage, oh, my God, how anyone survived. Was yeah. Just, it was a blessing. I saw the roof was all caved in. I, I believe it was a Barracuda. Is that the name of the car? Yeah, a yeah. Barracuda? Yeah, a really expensive old 
uh, you know, muscle car. Yeah, um, yeah. And like, like a Mustang, an old style Mustang, but a lot bigger than yeah, a Mustang. Yeah, and he hurt his back. I, I, I'm a Kevin Hart fan. I like me that too. Kid. I like him because I'm nearly taller than him. Um, and <laughs> but he, he, I, I really do like him. In fact, I would go and see him on stage. I've seen Jerry Seinfeld on stage. A little bit of a letdown to tell you that. Is that right? Yeah, I went and saw him in, when we were in the States at Caesars Palace, and it, he was a bit of a letdown. Okay, well, um, how so? Just not as funny as what I thought. I, okay. I, I guess, you know, watching the TV show. You expected something really amazing. Absolutely. Absolutely, mate. So, yeah. Look, I, I hope and um, trust that Kevin is uh, is going to be all okay. Yeah. How do you feel when you see an act bomb? Have you ever been to a comedy store and someone's just... I have never been to a comedy store. Have You're you? kidding. Oh, well, I have, yeah, many times. We should go. We should. It, we it, should go and we should critique. We should. The Gunny and JC critique of a comedy well, show. We couldn't do it. If we couldn't do it as they... We'd have to come back. and, In fact, we'd have to film it, play it, and then look at it. But uh, Jess went last night um, with, with her pal Tegan and yep. uh, they went up to um, Nobby's Ark here in the Gold Coast. They said that this one guy just bombed. And it, I said, well, how? Describe what happened. Oh, apparently... He he said a couple of jokes. They because I think you've got to warm the crowd up. Absolutely. If if the crowd doesn't know, I mean, if you're you know Kevin Hart or a Dave Chappelle or a uh, Will Ferrell or someone that that's just the crowd loves you even before they get on stage yep. and they're going nuts, you know. Just for the you've, Will Ferrell, not Will Ferrell. Did I Will Ferrell? Yeah, no, actually, it is Ferrell, but you said Ferrell. Did I? Yeah, you did. Did I? Yeah. I don't recall yeah. that. Okay, I'm going to play this back and we'll find out. Okay, did I? Okay, well, it's maybe I did. I, Will Ferrell, yep. And so you walk out on stage, people know who you are, and they're going bananas in before you open your mouth. If you're in a local comedy store, yep. nobody knows you, yep. um, if, particularly if it's your first you know, attempt. And this guy turned up, and I think he thought his jokes, his first couple would just kill, you know. And Jess said, yeah, he was all right. Like he, he was, It felt like he was kind of... Finding his way around the stage, feeling it out, getting the crowd to, to soften to him and, and to like you. I mean, the crowd has to like you. Absolutely. If they don't like you, buddy. You're not going to get any love back, right? And so he, I think he came out with his best material for the first couple of jokes. Oh, no. The crowd were like, yeah, we're warming to you. But and he, he died in the ass. Well, he didn't feel the, feel the love at all. Oh, no. And so he, um, he actually turned on the crowd. Oh, no. Which is, don't do that. That's a mistake. Um, so he's turned on the crowd and, he, and he's and he's like, "Look, these are my best jokes." All right. So, oh, is that what he said? Yeah, to them? he did. And he started up on the crowd, and and then they said, "Oh, like obviously people are just like oh, looking at each other, feeling awkward, and and thinking maybe this is part of the show, and maybe this is like part. What's he building to?" But he didn't. He didn't have anything. He was wow. Just, and then he continued on, and, and she said that you could that the awkwardness in the room yeah. was palpable. Um, do you ever remember like Ricky Gervais in The Office? Yep. Th- that ability to make people feel awkward. But he's doing it on purpose. This guy just, just she said, just, just please just leave the stage. And he, you know, he pushed through and he got nothing. So, um, but thankfully. Gee whiz. Can you imagine? Like, he'd never forget that. No, but you know what? Are you? I bet he's learnt. Oh, don't ever take the stage again. Do you reckon he, he has uh, learnt? Look, why should it scare you away? It's things that you've got to learn from. I he suppose. must certainly, look. Being on stage, Gunny, is one of the most terrifying things really? that you can do. Do you get terrified by it? No. Nope. <laughs> okay. Well, what do you, it makes you say it's terrifying then? 
because I I know what it's like to be on stage. Okay. You know, and the reason I don't get terrified from it is because whether I'm on stage or whether I'm down the street, I've got people looking at me already. Sure. You know what I mean? You're used to it. So I have that audience, whether I want it or not, I have that audience. I got a question for you, John. Um, By the way, you look like a bit like Heston Blumenfeld with those glasses on, by the way. Mate, there's nothing. You really? Yeah. People have been saying that. Yeah, Heston. Go and cook me some lunch, will you? Just because I wear the similar rims, I mean, doesn't. I can't see how people see. Come on, Heston. All right. I like him, thankfully. Me too. I'd get new glasses if I didn't like him. Um, I was going to ask you something. I want to ask you a question. Yes. And um, it's a little personal. Yep. But we're pals, so I'm going to ask you this. We are. Look, you're a, you're a gentleman who you know you've you've you're a little different to, to me in that yep. you don't have uh, legs. legs. Yep. Okay. Uh, do, and you mentioned just now that you know people look at you. Yep. Um, do you ever feel? Uh, I mean, how, how's that make you feel? Just give me. You you, you roll it because you're coming in your skateboard. Let's say you're on your skateboard. Yep. You're waiting at a set of lights, um, and then there's maybe. Four or five cars, and you probably you know they're looking at you because you're certainly the most interesting thing that they could be looking at, and they're all looking at you. I don't. I mean, I can only imagine that they're thinking, "Oh, this bloke." What do you think they're thinking? How does it make you feel? Like, does it? Do you care? Well, straight away, I hope they're looking at me because I'm a hottie. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> hopefully they're looking at my guns. Right. Um. Look, something that I have learnt from a very young age is that you can't control other people. You can't control how they view you, what they say. Sure. So you shouldn't even try to... Uh, what am I trying to say there? You shouldn't even... Shouldn't let to, it worry you. You shouldn't let it worry, right? Yeah. You, you, you can't control it. So, but what is important for me is my reaction for them. Because what I find with a lot of people, whether they're in wheelchairs, on walkers, scooters, skateboards... Your reaction to things is what's going to give you someone's impression of you. And, and most of the time, it's their first impression of sure. you, right? I mean, look, I met Tegan for the first time today. Yep. Right? Jess met, met Leanne for the first time today, mm-hmm. you know? So first impressions are very important. Naturally, the natural effect that comes from people when they see me is sympathy. You think so? Absolutely. It's a human trait. Okay. It? And it's like, holy crap, look at that poor bastard. You know, look at him. Look at how much he's been through and blah, blah, blah. Mate, I don't want people's sympathy. I'd prefer the empathy. Okay. You know, and there's a big difference. So, my God, look at that guy, but look what he's doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, and that's what I want to perceive and that's what I want to do. I don't need people to sit there feeling sorry for me, mate. Absolutely. And I try, and that's why when I go on stage, I try and open instantly with a one-liner or a bit of a joke to try and push that sympathy aside yep. so people see me as a human being, as a guy. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So not as, oh, my God, look at this poor little fella. Yeah, I mean, I suppose it, it just begs the question because um, I, I was only thinking about you the other day and, yep. and – uh, Look, I, I get well as of recently. Obviously, you know, I was on Married at First Sight, and, yep. and oh, can we talk about that now? Yeah, we can talk about that. Right, we can ask me anything you like. Yep, I, I, but I will say this. I, you know, it's, it's what six months ago. In fact, you know what? It's almost a year since I got married to Heidi. I think it's a year in two weeks or something. Is it really a year? Yeah, I wow. thought about sending her a message. I just 
like on the happy spot. anniversary, baby. Yeah, kind of something Got like that. Got you on my mind, not. <laughs> she she wouldn't she wouldn't respond, unfortunately. She just wouldn't. It's and a, that's it's a good a thing. You think so? Put it behind you, brother. Yeah, yeah, I did. I have. Put um, it behind you, move forward. I, I tell you what I think a lot of people, I still get messages from people saying, oh, you know, is there any chance you could be back with Heidi? And I'm like, look. For God's sake, let the baggage go. Oh, look. Okay. It's, it's not baggage. I mean, I'm not, no, no. I'm not calling Heidi baggage. I would not do that. Okay. No. I would not do that. But the baggage is what I mean is the past. Yeah, exactly. Nothing you can do about okay? it. Okay. Heidi, I'm not calling you baggage. All right. There's no way I would call you that. I'm calling him. You ever baggage. met her? Uh, no, I haven't. Okay. No, I haven't. Yep. But you'd like her. What I'm calling is what you guys went through is the past. Yeah. And that's what you've got to let go. Yeah, absolutely. You know, because if we if we got to sit here and live in the past and dwell on what could have been, yeah. there's no way we're going to go forward. Yeah. Now, you've gone forward. You're with beautiful Jess. Mm-hmm. And, and Heidi's gone forward. Has she got someone in her life? Don't know. Don't know? Maybe. I can only imagine well, if she, she has. has. Yeah. Great. Yeah. If she hasn't, and she's still looking. Yeah. yeah. And she will find someone. You know what I mean? I think I think the thing that people uh, focus on a little bit is that you know they got to know us. Yeah, of course. Um, and, well, that's and, what the and show like, is all nah, about. What mate. a damn shame! And you could see that we had all that potential, and and it yeah. could very well have been something wonderful, and it wasn't. But regardless, it. Yep. People just have an emotional attachment to uh, that look, show. So yeah, or they do, understand. mate, because you're you're in their life. Yeah. You know, so yeah, yeah. look, I have no doubt that Heidi will find someone that may be her therapist. And someone that will allow her to cough into pillows, you know, and, and a lot of that stuff. So, You've been waiting to drop this, haven't absolutely. you? You've been waiting for this. Absolutely. There's my mic drop right there. Do you know what? Somebody, somebody, um, in fact. Uh, Thanks, Nick, by the way, for the info. Uh, Dick who? <laughs> Nick. 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 What? Nick who? How many Nicks were on the show? Did you speak to Nick? Yeah, of course I spoke to Nick. Nick and I are mates. Nick the Novocastrian. Yeah, how do yeah. you know him? Never mind how I know him. G'day, Nicky. Wait, so did you did you watch it? What, the show? Yeah. Uh, yes, Leanne and I did watch it. Well, what you wouldn't have needed Nick to tell you those details. I mine might have been on tour at that some of those episodes were on. So. And he just reminded you of my Absolutely my worst moments. Absolutely. See, right there, that's human nature. It is. See, he Nick's a pal of Yeah, because you're mates. We're mates. And but, mates mates take the Mickey out of each other. Like you and I do all the time. Yeah, but the, I can't see why he would think that reminding you of those things look, that's fine. I I, I trust me, I'm really learning all these lessons about how people think and, <laughs> and tick, but Man, I've got an explanation for each one of these moments. But you don't, listen, listen. You don't have to explain to me, okay? It's just mates having a job. Yeah, yeah, well. You don't have to explain yourself. I'm not explaining, I know I don't. But I must say that, you know, if they're the things you're focused on. Like, I'm not focused on, I brought it up as a gag. Oh, okay. Can I tell you something? Oh, geez, Hang on. here we go. Do you know what? The first, the first casualty of, uh, of being on, you know, in a stressful situation. Yep. Like, like. But that show, yep. I mean, it wasn't entirely stressful. It was, it was amazing. It was a unique journey. It was um, fascinating. Yep. Yep. But it was also emotionally quite stressful. You lose your sense of humour a little Absolutely. bit. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, because you've got to do things over and over and over again for the camera. Well, you, sort of you're stuff. being cross-examined constantly yeah. Yeah. By, by not so much just the media, but the public as well. Oh, by people God. you don't even know. But some of the things that people say to you, mm. you've got no idea. I mean, it is just... It's, I will have said something that was, you know, frankly, that there's nothing to it, and the, the reaction. Yeah. And you're like, hang on, can you see how hypocritical it is that you're, 
you, you're ripping into me about this throwaway a throwaway line. Yeah, that you would have probably said something comparable to this, if not today, then certainly in the last week. Yeah, people are saying things in their own head or in their car. They're yelling abuse at people. Or they're you know on the phone to their girlfriends, telling her how you know horrible boyfriend something he's done, or, or guys are in the bar and you know they're just talking trash about. Yep, them. people do this, yep. right? Do it on television. In front of an audience, it and you're the worst person in the world. Yeah. It's like, excuse me, don't be judgmental. If you, unless you're coming from a place of perfection, mm. you, no one can judge you, and no yeah. one has a right to, to you know, I totally cast agree. aspersions. So, I totally agree. But I'm, I'm learning this, and um, but having said that, you know, you, and are you getting better? Are you learning these lessons? What lessons? Well, you said you're, you're learning these things. Oh, hang on. It's not going to change who I am. Good. I'm, no, I'm not going to change who I am, my personality and my character. No way. I mean, Good. I, look, I can't make an apology for being honest and being sincere. Of course, I'm learning and it's lessons, I suppose, like you say, you know, and, 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 and we're all learning every Absolutely. day. Absolutely. And I'm trying to be a better person Absolutely. every day. And, and I'm probably a better person for the whole process. But am I going to do a complete 180 and somehow, I don't know. Uh, but that wouldn't make you happy, Gunny. Well, it wouldn't. No. And, and let me tell you this, mate. I do things that give Leanne the shits all the time. Do you? All the time. And I am learning those I can believe that. Thank you. <laughs> I am learning those lessons all the time. You know, even still now, I mean, we've been married almost 15 years and I'm still doing stupid things. But that's what males do, mate. That's what we do. Well, we all do this. We do. You know, it's not just men. Um, oh, I yeah, you're right. It's not just men. I think there was a th- humans. Th- yeah, everybody makes mistakes, and that and that's understandable. But you know, I think one of the things I've learned is, you know, judgment is a really bad habit. Yep. I think people get into. Um, I think we judge others and, and we look at them and we think, oh, you know, how how would they, what were they thinking? Like, you know, this is a stupid thing to do or say or the way to behave. But look at your own past. I mean, I've done things that, honestly, mate, like I shake my head at some of the things I've done, but I've learned my lessons from it. And so when I see somebody else do something like this, I'm like, well, maybe they just haven't learned that lesson yet and and they're in that process. Um, As well, you know, we're in our 40s. Um, Well, you're in your, what, 60s? Um, Something like that? (laughs) 50s, mate. I just don't 50, remember? Uh, You didn't get an invite to the birthday party, remember? I know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But that was probably a good reason for that. But no, I... um, you've got to remember people judge unfairly. And, and, and I think that if you look at someone, a teenager uh, or someone in their, in their twenties, they're still, I don't want to say immature, but they're still learning their lessons. Of, and, course, of and, course. And you're, if you're looking at someone like that through a you know 50 year old set of eyes, of course you're going to find fault. And I think that that's where, you know, it, it, I say that judgment is a bad habit that we should really be mindful of before yep. you, you know, judge people too harshly, and 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 I tell you, I've, I've that's something that I've taken away. Is I don't, you know, want to um, to be too judgmental in life because it, it's nothing worse than being judged. Mm. Right there. Um, job, what else did you want to ask me about the show? Because I know you had a ton of questions about it. No, not now because I've got to know you as a mate. Okay, you know, so um, and I know a little bit about the media and and what they can edit out and what they don't edit out and all that yeah. stuff. So I don't need. Does to the media ever give you a hard time? When I do something wrong, absolutely. Like what? What have you done wrong? Nothing. Oh, here we go. So Give us an example. Um, you ever had anyone just go, no, nah, don't like this bloke? I don't think they would, but... No, I haven't in that way. I've been booed on stage. Is that right? Yeah. Paint the picture. I was in Tasmania. Okay. It was the first time I went to Tasmania. Okay. 
I had, I think there was about 1,700 people in the audience. Big audience? Huge audience. And I went out on stage on my skateboard, <laughs> out I go, to a massive big clap and roar, which was awesome. And as I said to you earlier that I try and make people feel comfortable and look for empathy rather than sympathy. So yep. I thought I'd open it with a, uh, a simple, simple one-lining gag or a bit of a gag. And I looked at my beautiful audience in Tasmania and I said to them, this is what happens to you when your mum and dad are brother and sister and pointed at myself. Because and it's that's what it, well. that, that's what Tasmanians are well known for. Right. You know, the inbreds and stuff like that. See, so there was a lot of booing, hissing, cussing. No kidding. Yep. So I told them all to pull their two heads in and let's get on with it. <laughs> and then at the end of my 90 minutes, I actually got a standing ovation. Oh, wow. You brought it back. Abs- I had to. Yeah. And I think they only did that because they wanted to um, rub it in because I can't stand up. So they rub- Goodness me. See, I might not have opened with that. Um, well, again... They I, are a bit sensitive about that topic. I just started speaking. So we're looking at almost 20 years ago. Yeah. And I was still, you know, working on my presentation and, and, and a whole variety of things back then. I didn't have the experience. Yep. I was stupid. Okay. You know... Really? Naive. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and there's a time and place for it. Yeah, okay. And saying things like that can only work in Tasmania, but you've got to make sure you've got the right crowd. <laughs> Isn't it funny that you can actually say, you know, you? I mean, stupid's probably a bit of a strong word to describe yourself from 20 years ago. Mm. Um, oh, mate, I have no... I'm stupid now. I do some stupid things now. What do you do now that's stupid? Um, Give us an example. Sometimes the way that I speak to people can be a little bit harsh. Really? Yeah, you wouldn't think so coming from me. I was going to bring that up with you, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Now's probably a good time. Now's, now's intervention. Yeah, intervention time. Um, yeah, it, especially the ones that are close to me. When I think sometimes I get a little bit carried away because I can see so much potential in people. Yeah. And I just want them to see that in themselves. Okay. You know, like that young bloke in that shopping center that I saw, was I harsh on him? Too damn right. But you know what? He deserved it. Yeah. He absolutely deserved it. Well, not only did well, you say he deserved it, he probably needed it. You know, there's there's times where you need to teach a lesson. Yeah, well, he wasn't getting it from anyone else. Yeah. You know, and it's a shame that it took a stranger outside to say that to him. Yeah. I just hope he listened. Hey, tell me. I The Amazon rainforest. I, I don't want to get depressed about this at all, but it's a concern. Yeah. Um, 20% of the oxygen is created in the Amazon. Yes, yeah, because there's a lot of trees and clover. Uh, there is, yep. Uh, that's, a, that's a big number, a mm. big percentage of... And, and it's the damn thing's burning. I believe that the rest of the oxygen... Is it still burning? Yeah, which you wouldn't think so because it's like a rainforest, really wet. You would think that... But I think what they've done is they cut it down and... and they cut it. They sort of get in there with their saws and they cut it down and they just kind of burn it off when it's dried out, which mm. is... To me, you know, I, here's one for you. Okay, so you've got Donald Trump. I never wanted to talk about him, frankly, but he has he did offer um, to buy Greenland from Denmark. Den- Greenland is a Danish territory, a part of the Danish kingdom. And uh, Trump said, hey, can, can we buy it from you? And in fact, he was on his way to Denmark to have a big uh, meeting with their prime minister and, yep. and, you know, do a tour of the country and Scandinavia for that matter. And uh, he cancelled it because Denmark said, no, look, it's not for sale. We're not interested and he said, oh, well, if you're not going to sell me the Greenland, then I'm not coming. Now, 
He's obviously got a lot of money to be splashing around to buy Greenland. I suppose militarily it was been a smart move. I, it was in the hundreds of billions. Like it was, it might have been a hundred billion dollars. He was going to offer them, and, and you know they wow. help their economy and stuff to sell it. But it's not for sale, and I can understand that too. But then, see, why wouldn't you go? Okay, Greenland's not for sale. How about I buy huge swathes of Brazil, and buy the rainforest? Okay, they're going to cut it down anyway. They're going to graze cattle um, and clear the land, and then if it, the world's going to be affected. You want to be a hero, Donald Trump? Why don't you offer, you know, a hundred billion for a massive swathe of the Brazilian rainforest, and then you just put a fence around it, or it's just protected, and that's it, and off you go. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Work out the the value or the cost in, in in you know developing this and making it into farmland, and go. All right, well, you stand to earn this much, but you're going to cut down all this rainforest. We're going to give you this much money, save you all the effort, leave the rainforest as is, and everybody's happy. Why would that not work? It would. I think it would. Absolutely. Um, but there's see, there's no return. That's the problem. That's and that that is the issue. It's a business deal. What a shame that that's how we are. Because there'll come a day, man, where, where you know we're going to. You're going to want to take that last breath and all this oxygen's gone and, and the world's affected so drastically by it. But yep. at the same time, you know, that, that ancient proverb of you can't drink gas and you can't eat coal. Uh, I mean, how much effort... Well, you can't eat money, rather, I think it was. Yeah. Um, but you get the idea. At what point do we just say, okay, we've got to leave business decisions out of this and, and look more environmental costs see I, i'm a bit all about the environment yeah I, I can tell that by the yeah. conversations that we've been having here's one for you we're yep. talking about <coughs> the the uh brazilian rainforest being inaccessible to someone like yourself yep. do you ever go anywhere and it's an inaccessible place like i mean okay you're probably not about to climb the pyramids anytime soon i mean mm-hmm. obviously you're not allowed to but say uluru uh in fact i believe nobody's allowed to climb it after not about, anymore yeah yeah right although i think you can climb up part of it because Pauline Hansen climbed it a couple of weeks back remember when she said she was indigenous did you see this no oh boy someone said um, oh my god Pauline. yeah she was there with a bunch of uh, sort of local aboriginal indigenous people and uh, they said oh look Pauline you know we'd prefer if you didn't climb it because it's sacred and traditionally women aren't meant to climb it and she said well they said oh, only indigenous you know aborigines can climb it and she said well I'm indigenous I was born in Australia can you imagine this? I mean, I don't know what to say to that. Look, it, it, she's right. She was born in Australia. She's not indigenous to Australia. Um, and she said, well, I'm as Australian as you are. We were all born here. I should climb the mountain, uh, the, 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 the rock. rock. What, what are your thoughts on this? Pull your head in, Pauline. Yeah, I would agree. Pull your head in. Yeah, there's a time and a place, you know, to make your point, and that's not it. And, and look, don't get me wrong, she has brought up some very good things in her political career, absolutely. But I think the way that she's gone around it and about it, yeah, there's probably been a, a lot left to be desired, you know what I mean? It, it surprises me, and you're right. I mean, she's put herself in a position more than once where, I mean, she's got real sway in, in the political Absolutely. Realm. And, uh, and if she and, used it for the good. And how did, how on earth does someone like... I want to say someone like this. I mean, she must be a smart lady. Uh, I've never met her, frankly. In fact, I met her sister. I have met Pauline Hanson's sister. Did you really? Yeah, she's a lovely lady. Yeah, it looks Where did very you meet her at? Uh, I met her at the casino. Fish and chip shop. No, I met her at the casino. 
uh, really? at an event. Yeah, yeah. She was there and we were chatting and um, she said, uh, I, I, I wanted to say to her all night, I'd seen her milling around. I wanted to say, to her, God, you look like Pauline Hanson. We were chatting and it was on my lips. What an opening line and that then, is. And then she said, oh, I'm Pauline Hanson's sister. I'm like, you're kidding. I wanted <laughs> to tell you, you look just like her. She said, oh, everyone picks it. Uh, no, but she's really charming, and I think she, you know, she's a bit more refined than Pauline. But how does someone like Pauline Hanson make it to a senator with that kind of, you know, level of, I'm going to say intellect? I feel like she's not. Well, it's not all about her, mate. It's the people she had in her corner, like Oldfield and yeah, and these other guys that gave her the good push along. And but she's still going to manage, you know, your relationships with them, and they have to respect. Well, they they've ruined her, almost ruined her, haven't they? How so? Well, she's had three guys in her corner that you know were there to help her. Oh yeah, and the last guy. Was caught in a strip club somewhere. Yeah, you know, married guy with kids caught in a strip yeah. club doing the wrong thing. Like, yeah, that never looks good. No, it doesn't, mate. Like, who the hell do these people think they are? Goodness me. Yeah, John, you're looking at your watch a lot. I, I'm not my watch, my phone. What are you doing with your phone? Just what? Let's talk about phones for a minute. Technology. You're going to wonder about these glasses. These are not prescription. They don't look prescription. No, they're they're blue light glasses. And I'll tell you why. And people have been asking me lately why I'm wearing non-prescription blue light glasses. I get headaches. I've had migraine headaches for years and years. Yep. Um, and for the longest time, I couldn't figure out what it was. You know, I'd have a Panadol and it'd take the edge off it a bit. But I always had these headaches. Uh, probably ever since I was a teenager. So a long time. And a, a guy that I was chatting with, he said, you should try these blue light glasses because... You know, there's LED lighting and whatnot. And it, it's very rich in, in the blue spectrum. Um, of light and that's um, I think I, and I thought you know I'll just try it so I got these glasses online and buddy I haven't had a headache since so I'm just wearing them around all the time and I don't care that I look like Heston Blumenfeld but do you know that he actually wears blue light glasses as well I read that no kidding I'm kidding I don't know oh, you're kidding. <laughs> that's not fair why would you do that to me I thought that was a, I was going to go okay perfect I've got that <laughs> he's doing it so it's okay for me ah. oh goodness but anyway I, I, went, I, I caught more fish just then than what I did yesterday on the boat you did <laughs> I, I you know I used to be a fisherman once yep. upon a time um, and uh, I'll tell you a funny story I used to fish with a guy, a neighbour of mine, who was mad about fishing. I feel like people that fish, they become obsessed with fishing. Absolutely. Sometimes it comes and goes, you know, you go through. I was a bit like that with golf and then surfing for a long time. And I was a reading, I was mad about reading. For about 10 years, I would do little else than read. Um, I still read now, but not to that extent. And, uh, but anyway, fishing, I did go on this, this period of fishing where my neighbour, was mad for it. He's every day, oh, come out, we'll go fishing. And we were living down in Sydney on a beach called Monabal. <clears throat> and we would go out onto the rocks at, at, at just on sort of dusk and, and yep. into the night, have a couple of beers, we'd have a fish, we'd chat and whatnot. And he would use a pilchard and would put a thing called a gang hook. So three. I know what a gang is. Yep. yep. Well, we've got to tell our audience what a gang is. Right. A gang hook is uh, where you put three hooks, sharp hooks through a pilchard, big yep. ones. And he'd chuck it out off the rocks and we would catch, I'm not kidding you, these little bronze whaler sharks. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that, anyway, so he'd pull them up which I thought was a bit uncool, up onto the rocks, and he would take the hooks out of them. I shouldn't even tell this story, but he would, on one occasion, we put uh, two sharks in the pool, the swimming pool. Um, with people in with, No, no, well, it was at night, yeah, but, but 
I didn't do it. And I swore, I said, mate, please, this is a bad idea. But he put them in the pool. I mean, they were probably four foot, maybe five foot oh, long. Big shit. enough. And uh, he put two of them in the pool. And it was a story in the local paper saying that there's two sharks. And they imagined that it must have been a big wave or a, like a high tide that's brought them in. It wasn't. It was my mate. Where was that at? At Monavale. Oh. Monavale Pool. Um, oh. And they're heavy. And well, they, was it a saltwater pool? Yes. It well, it was a, ocean it was a, water. An ocean pool where the, right. it's naturally, you know. Uh, Can you imagine diving in there, doing your morning swim and realise there's a shark in there? Yeah. It's it was awesome. shit your pants. Well, you can only imagine that you'd see them. They wouldn't attack you in that circumstance. And in fact, bronze whalers won't attack people um, in most cases. But yeah, to, to go in there in the morning and see these two sharks in there. But it was a story in the paper saying that they'd... And they had to have them professionally. Uh, they they were going to fish them out, but they couldn't do it. So they had to have them basically wrangled and chucked back in the water. Right. Oh, that was kind of fascinating. In fact, I think they were going to leave them uh, and wait for the king tide, but it was going to be so far away that people were like, no, no, let's get them out. So they used nets and netted them out. Yep. So there you go. Fun fact. Wow. Fun fact. Hey, buddy, it's been good to see you. I, you do, I know you. you've got things to do. Um, got to go and do some videoing for some uh, fishing promos, actually. No kidding. Yeah, no kidding. You're doing a fishing promo today. Oh, that yeah. sounds like fun. That sounds yeah, like fun. It will day. be very good. Great day for it, actually. You could be like the Andrew Eddinghausen of fishing. Whatever happened to him? Is he's he's still got his show. He's still got a show. Years, 20 years. He, he had a bit of a, for a while there, he had a tough, tough. Yeah, he did. Most you ever met him? Yeah, yeah. Well, Funnily, you should say that because last year he was in my team for the Flathead Classic. No kidding. And again, he's in my team this year. Is he a handy fisherman? He's a very handy fisherman. I've got a lot of time for him. I was a big fan of him as a player and as a man. I, I like his style. Yep. Um, he's uh, he's very humble and he's uh, he's got a nice you know disposition. He's, he's very calm. Yep. Is he like that in real life? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Nice guy, mate. Yeah, very yeah, nice damn good football player once. Very good player. Well played for Is he a big bloke still? He was a big strapping Um, guy. Not as tall as what you think. Okay. But he's still pretty fit. Yeah. You know, you've got to remember it's a long time ago too. Yeah. Because he stopped playing. I think he stopped playing 20 years ago or 18 years ago, whatever yep. it was. Yep. So, you know, that's that's a while ago. You'd know Sterlo. I just want to ask you this before you go. Sterlo, Peter Sterling. Do you know what? Peter Sterling, great commentator, Um, uh, you know, knows the game. And sort of, how good of a player was he? He was really something else. He was good. I mean, again, still, I played for Australia. Yeah. You know, and he was around the time uh, of the Mortimers and, you know, and then... Brett I mean, Kenny. Brett Kenny and... You know, Eric Groth. Eric. I mean, that, that Paramount aside, 82, yeah. 83, yeah. Uh, 84, Cronin. and then they won again in 86. You know, Paul Taylor, the you know, the win, uh, Peter Wynn and, you know, O'Reilly and all that. They had a great side, you know, yeah. Edge and all that. And, uh, but, you know, what made them great was they had a great coach. Who was their coach? At the Jack time? Gibson. Yes, Jack Gibson, and then John Money. You met Jack Gibson before. I did meet Jack Gibson. Is that right? Yeah, before. Nice guy. Right. Absolutely legend. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Absolutely legend. Do you know it's cool? I went to a, an event down in Sydney uh, about oh, six months ago. Yep. And uh, it was with Channel Nine, and I saw um, Phil Gould. Gus. Gus Gould. Yep. I'd never met him, and uh, he. I was with Cam from Married at First Sight yep. and we were at the bar and I said, oh my goodness, it's Gus Gould over there. How good's that? I said, I've got to meet him. You know, I love his rev up uh, yep. monologues before the, the Origin. State of Origin. Yep. He delivers those so well. Like he really finds And he does it in one go too. One, go, one take just, and he doesn't stop. He just keeps, he's really a great speaker. And I said, I've got to go meet him. And Cam said, yeah, he's a mate of mine. Actually, I've known him from, you know, sports. I was talking to Gus yesterday. Is that right? I was. Well, I've gone up to say hello, and I tapped him on the shoulder. He turned around and he said, Mike. And I just went, how good is that? Gus Gould. 
Newman knows and you. We, yeah, he said, oh, me and my wife were big fans. I'm like, really? That's great. And we had a good chat and everything. I said, I told him how wonderful I thought his speeches were before The Origin. He was a big fan of, you know, just... Yep. He, he lo- everyone loves hearing something, a compliment about themselves. Yeah, of course they do. There's a lot of people that say, oh, I don't like Gus Gould. How could you not like him? I don't understand. But if you ask if you ask who that is, most of them are Queenslanders. Is that why? Mm. Okay, that makes sense. Mm, absolutely. You know... I had to clarify something with him yesterday while I was talking to him, is that next year in the NRL, for yep. the first time, they're actually having a coach's salary cap. Is that right? Absolutely. Per year, coaches and supporting staff. That makes sense. And it's 5.7 mil per year. What? Yep. Is that how much coaches are getting paid? No, they're not getting that much. But, but that's... That's the coach, the assistant coaches. Okay. Because most clubs have three assistant coaches. Yep. Then they got all the supporting staff and that as well. Yeah, okay. And the programs that they implement and everything else. So that covers that whole Absolutely. Spectrum. I went a couple of years ago and watched a college football game in the States. We're talking NFL, right? Okay. At college. 108,000 people wow. in the stadium, right? Mostly all orange because we went and watched the Tennessee Vols, right? And what I found out is that just the college coaches over there, the best-paid college coach over in the states, mm-hmm. gets eighteen million a season. No, I am not joking. That's incredible. Can you imagine? That's that's a more than big some, number. That's more than some NFL coaches. Wow. The best-paid college coach for football in the states is eighteen million a season. Unbelievable. That's, I mean, that's a million dollars a game. Yeah, well, uh, I think it would be very close. That that'd be yeah, that'd be close to a million. Uh, be they'd have about eighteen rounds. Yeah, Something yeah, they like probably that. would, mate. Yeah. Unbelievable. Mm. Before we go, yeah, uh, who's your tip in the AFL this year? The AFL. Well, I'm a Swans fan, so I'm not going to bet against them. I'm going to say the Swans. Are they still in the eight? Probably not, but I don't follow it. <laughs> Wait a minute. Let me check. You got to check. Go to Google's. I'll be honest with you, John. I well, you watch- know they're playing. They start the finals this weekend. Do they? They do. Oh, the top eight. Yeah, I think it's the top eight. Okay. Hey, you know what I am doing? This Hang is on, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm no, the Swans aren't there. Ah, the top eight. Shame. The top eight consist of West Coast. Uh, hang on. First were Geelong. Second were Brisbane. Third were Richmond. What do you mean were? Are or, or were? Are, are. Third are Richmond. Fourth are Collingwood. Fifth are West Coast. Sixth is uh, the Giants, Western Sydney. Okay. Seventh is the Western Bulldogs. And eighth was Essendon. All right, I'm going to go with the Giants. you got to go with GWS? Yep. Right up. And me being a Western Sydney boy, like yourself. GWS. GWS. Okay. Well, we can't really bet on this. No, we um, can't bet on it. But, but all right. Because so we're going to be betting against... Well, we're on the same side. Um, hey, here's one for you. Yes. I got an Instagram message from a lady the other day. And yes. she said to me, hey, Mike, is there any chance that you could give us... We've got an auction. Um, there's a young family who's been you know, affected by a, a cancer situation. And, and it's, you know, it's a real shame for them all. And they need financial assistance and whatnot. Any chance you could donate something to, to be auctioned off to raise money for this family? And um, I read it and I thought, you know what? I reckon I could do better than that. And I said, and I mentioned, and I said, oh, where, whereabouts are you? She said, I'm down in Geelong in Victoria. Wow, yep. And it's been a long time since I've been to Geelong. It's a good spot. Yep. Um, and I said, I've been in the swimming in the bay in Geelong, actually. Is that right? Corio Bay, very nice. 
You were swimming down there? Yep, with my boy. Oh, okay. years ago now. Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful spot down Absolutely. there. I'm a big fan. So I said, I'll tell you what, how about this? I said, have you got an MC for the event? I said, I'd be happy to come down there and MC it for you and I'll bring some things and I will, you know, be the auctioneer. She said, absolutely. So I'm going to go down to Geelong in uh, October. Wow. So anyone from Geelong, I'm coming down to say good day and yeah. uh, come along to this thing. In fact, I'll put on Instagram this event. It's, it, we're trying to raise some money for a family in need. And I might even put a call out to the Melbourne Storm Bells and see if I can get a jersey signed. No kidding. All right. That's huge, man. I'm not going to promise, but I'll see what I can do. Okay. Yeah, do that. Um, and I'll, I'll personally, you know, sort of have it on display and we'll, right. we'll no get problems. some dough for it. Because yeah. the whole town's apparently going to turn out. It's a yep. small town somewhere in Geelong and, and I'm yep. going to do the right thing. So Good on you, mate. Buddy, it is so good to see you. You too, buddy. Absolutely. What about your tip in the NRL before we go? Come on. Parramatta. Uh, are they in the eight? Yeah, they are sixth at the moment. Okay. I'm... I'm struggling to choose a side. Um, Storm are too clinical. Okay. Storm are too clinical. What do you mean by that? They just don't panic and they just win games. Mate. Oh, really? Yeah, they don't What do you panic. think that is? That Cameron Smith? The, I mean, Cam Smith, gee yeah. whiz, he knows how to play. Yeah. Not only He's that, retiring, isn't he? Unsure. Okay. I, I actually think he is. Yep. But not only does he know how to play, he knows how to run the game. Yeah, okay. You know what I mean? He's just a calm dude. Absolutely. Never panic, mate. You've got to stay calm. Never panic. But on the outside, I'm looking at the Raiders. I'd love to see the Raiders get up. Okay. Ricky can take them all the way. I like Ricky. Me I'm too. I'm a fan of him. Me Big too. fan. Hey, all buddy. All right, legend. Go and uh, get out there in the Gold Coast. Enjoy the water today. Thank You're going to go mate. for a bit, of a, uh, bit of a fish. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, a bit of a promo. Yep. Fantastic. Yep. Man, good to see you, and we will definitely do this again. You too, bud. Unreal. See you soon. See you, buddy.